talk about Welcome to another episode of The Dotted Line with your girl, Lacey. And we are back this week with a new topic. So I feel like in life, we evolve, we change and we grow all the time. Like it's kind of like the example of, you know, a butterfly, right? And how they change from a caterpillar to um, a butterfly, right? And that evolution of change. That's, I feel like that's very, very similar to people right, of growing through adolescence um, to, you know, being an adult and even growing as an adult and, you know, becoming older, right, Um, being a parent and being married and and just the different life changes that you go through. Um, And I feel like you shouldn't always be where you were five years ago, a year ago, um, because we learn and we mature, right? Do we still make mistakes? Absolutely, right? Are there still things like me needing to have my butt back at the gym? Absolutely, right? And that's something I know I need to do, but I'm probably going to eat a cheeseburger and fries and just, you know, stress eat instead of going to the gym, right? Um, And I know I need to be back in the gym. I know how I felt and I know how much more energy that I had. And it was like a really, really good thing of me being in the gym. I just haven't gotten in the gym, right? So there are those instances where we know that we should be doing something and we're aware of it, but, um, you know, we just don't do it for whatever reason that is, right? Just, you know, not having the time, not wanting to do it, all those things, right? You Again, you make time um, for what you want to make time for and the gym just hasn't been a priority for me, but I do miss the gym. Um, but I feel like as long as you are aware um, of the mistake And um, you're making strides to get better. So instead of me eating a cheeseburger and fries, you know, five days a week, I may just have it, you know, that for a day, right? So um, as long as you're making those strides to get better than what you were, I feel like that's a win. Um, Where I feel like is is what I really want to talk about today um, is being you and being true to you. And I feel like that is so that that whole topic is very, very broad. And so I'm going to bring up a couple of different points. So when you're evolving, you know, in life, um, and one of the things I've struggled with to learn is that, you know, um, people are, could be around seasonally, they could be around forever. And you really, really have to, d- to work hard to depict who is supposed to be within your season and who is supposed to be with you lifelong as you evolve. Because some people, those seasonal people, they're going to be around when, everything is going good, you know, and or the opposite, when there's a lot of drama, and like, they may be above you. And they thrive for the drama type of thing They may be around in those seasons, right? Because those are two different seasons, things going good, you know, like the promotions, the you're approved, right? And those type of things. And then those type of things were man, like, you know, um, someone hit my car, which literally happened to me. Um, (laughs) this week, actually. And you're like, man, like this really sucks, right? So when you are in those seasons, the people that you surround yourself will really dictate how you deal in those seasons, right? You have the people that when you're around in the good times that 
Are they, you know, trying to mooch off of you? Are they excited for you? Are, you know, how are they acting in that moment? Or when everything is bad, are they happy that you have things going on bad because they have things going on bad or they just don't want you to be where they are? Where are those, um, how do those people act in those moments, right? And that's one thing that I've really, really struggled with in life is to know when to cut the plug for people when they are not supposed to make it to the next season. And then on top of that, you have the other caveat is you have those seasonal people that make it into your different you know, stages in your life and you're always questioning them, right? And it's not just a, hey, you didn't come to my birthday dinner, so I'm not going to fool with you, right? Because I mean, hey, that, that's petty, that's minuscule, right? You'll have another birthday dinner or whatever the case may be. However, these are the people that, you know, when you're in that approved season and, you know, you're approved, there's the promotion, um, you know, um, getting a new car, buying a new house, having a baby, you know, the new and I'm going to say the new season. Right. Everything is new. Everything is, you know, it, it's it's happening for you. Right. Those same people that maybe will thrive in you having a bad day will really be like. Oh, girl, I wish I had that issue because, you know, I'm broke or whatever, right? They could have, you know, oh, like you get in this type of house. Like, why do you need, why do you need all this space? Right. Or girl, you know, if it, if it worked for you, then okay, cool. Right. Like just the dry hate or the, my favorite is, oh yeah, you know, I saw you got your little house. Right. And so even though you hold on to these people because you have like longevity and that history and that's your day one, right? That's why you hold on to people, at least in my case, right? And then as time goes on, you keep going in and out of these seasons and you just see how they react and be like, man, this person was not for me. And it, it's no hate. It's no shade. It's, it's no love loss. It's just like, man, you were really not for me, right? And we weren't for each other. Maybe I did something that I wasn't aware of or I could have been aware of, right? And this is why we're not we're not meshing, we're not gelling, right? And so when I'm saying be you, be true, in those instances when you want to hold on to those people because you have that longevity, be you, right? Um, be true to yourself. We all change, right? I remember I was just having this conversation um with somebody the other day on Instagram about now being older, being um, an introvert, right? When I was younger, I wanted to be everybody's friend and just loved having friends and just, oh, this is it, right? Like, I thought it was cool because I was the only child and I was known as, you know, my step-siblings' younger sister. Like, I thought that was cool because I never had any siblings. So I thought that was really cool. And yes, I know this person because of this person. And this is my friend. And everybody was my friend. Like, if we hung out one time or we said hello, we're friends, right? And now at 36, I'm very introverted. I want to go out to dinner. I want to maybe go have a happy hour drink. Um, but I really want to stay at home, right? I want to stay at home. Um, I feel like number one is cheaper um, because we all know that just life is too expensive at this point right now, right? But um, I, I want to stay at home. But I mean, I, I can go out, you know, to that. I'm not that person that you're going to invite to a club, like, because I'm that's that's not it. That's not for me. That's not the move anymore. Um, but, um, I will do that, but I'm very introverted. I need that three to five business day, you know, break after we went out and I peopled, I need that, I need that break. 
right? I work at home. I, I don't work in an office, um, in, you know, in a, in a business office or anything like that. So I'm, I'm really um, introverted, right? Like I can be extroverted when I need to on these calls and, hey, we go out here, but I'm really introverted, right? Um, I like, you know, talking to my mom, like me and my mom are like best friends now and we talk every day and that it's, it's things like that, that, you know, I'm being true to myself. Like I've had, you know, different friends and things like that and been in different circles and, you know, um, which is fine, right? You know, people grow and things like that, but really learning to be true to yourself and who you are, right? And what that may look like to different people, right? So I'm definitely the person that's going to listen to Blink-182, um, you know, and from there to Anita Baker, to maybe some Kurt Franklin, to, you know, maybe some Mooney Long, and then Jack Harlow, and then maybe I'm going to go listen to Tyrese, right? So I like all different types of music, right? All different types of music. And that's okay, right? Like, I don't have to like, like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like this music that's coming out now, and I know I sound old, but the music coming out now, I don't understand it. Like, I can kind of get jiggy with a little bit. Like I said, I like a couple of new people, but like, I'm just like, what is this? Like, it's very, it's giving music ain't what it used to be. And when I was back in the day, when music came out, when I was in high school, that that's when music used to mean something. Like it's given that type of energy at this point, right? And so I think, you know, becoming and evolving, I'm still evolving. So like I said, this season, and let me put this this out there, this season has been probably the hardest season that I've done because like I've said, I've recorded, re-recorded, um, episodes and things like that and really want to be transparent like it's easy to sit up here and say things and people oh well is she talking about this is she talking about that no I'm not name dropping um because I feel like that's disrespectful but um being transparent with with my situation I feel like really getting to the point now at 36 and being a parent and being a mom you know um and being a wife and things like that, like I'm really starting to see I'm a different person than what I was when I, I first got married. And that's probably one of the hardest things, you know, before I had kids and everything like that, I had my own apartment and I was going um, to school part-time and I was working full-time and I had a car, you know, so I was doing pretty okay for myself as, as a 24-year-old single person, right? No kids. But I also would like sometimes go to the club and, you know, do that type of thing and make new friends and all that kind of stuff. And so now I'm very like, I'm not going to the club. I want to do a dinner and I'm good on new friends. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to play with nobody. Don't invite me and say, Hey, like, you know, my, my home girl, mm, I'm probably not going to go. Like, I just don't want to, I'm in that space. And I really feel like I've become almost antisocial in, in that aspect. Like, I can be social to people that I know, but I don't really want to meet new people. And I and I remember growing up being around people like that or, like, being around my mom. And I didn't understand why when she got off work, she would have to sit up here and come and lay down after she got off work. I Look, after I get off work and I get these kids, I'm laying down. I'd have had a long day. I don't want to hear too much of nothing, Right. Um, I need to lay down. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. Younger, like, oh, me and my friends are going here. We're doing that. Girl, mm-mm. I'm taking my kids and I'm coming home. Okay. I'm going to watch some ID channels, some 48 hours. Like, that's my jam. And um, 
I'm I'm okay with that. Like I really think that I'm getting in. I've I've heard people say like their you know your 20s are for you to like play around and figure out life, and your 30s are like where you grind, kind of get it together. And 40s is like man, and I really feel like I'm getting okay with who Lacey is now in this moment. Whereas I feel like I struggled um, being younger and not really know like not really knowing who I was. Like I you know being a teenager. You can sit up here and say you're confused, right? Like you get 18 or maybe even 16. I'm going to say 16. You can drive and, okay, I like this boy and so on and so forth. And, you know, you kind of go through a little bit of stuff. And not say, not not to say that someone at 16 doesn't go through life-changing events because I know, I know that happens, right? And I think we've all been through, you know, things in life. But you're really learning about life. Like you're still learning. Like the way that I thought I was grown at 24 – is like it's it's hilarious to me because I wasn't just because I had you know an apartment and a car and I had a car payment and you know I was in school like I was doing adult things but I really felt like I crossed the, the threshold when I signed like 5,100 documents to buy a house and finance a house right that was like a big idea that was a big deal and that was like okay I'm really an adult and then you throw kids into it and these little people like I'm the parent now like, and I still look at my kids, all three of them, like, how do I have three kids? Like, this is crazy. Like, not in a bad way, because I'm so grateful to be a mom and to have these three little people. But it's like, how am I the mom now? Like, I remember being the kid. Like, sometimes I'd be one to sit at the kitty table. Like, this is too much adulting for me. It's very ghetto, right? But really learning who I am at this grown 36 age has been like an experience, right? And being okay with that. Like, I don't want to be around a lot of people. I don't want to sit up here and go out and do that, right? And being okay with being me and what that looks like and really standing firm. It's like, if you're not for me, you're not for me and it's okay. It's no beef. It's no beef. It's no hard feelings. Like, this is me and this is this is who I'm going to be. Am I open to change? Am I open to someone letting me know that there are error in my ways? Absolutely, right? I, I'm not going to say this is me and there's no changing, right? I'm, I'm open to still evolve because who I am today may be different and it is going to be different within six months or in a year, right? Life experiences happen, things happen, and it changes you, right? But at that same time, um, I'm okay with where I'm at. And like I said last year, it was like I was worried about being content right? And, you know, wanting to be content. And I really thought that meant I was settling like though, you know, those two just, oh my gosh, if I'm content, I'm settling for something and really just being content and okay where I'm at knowing to strive to do better, but I'm okay. And I, I like who I'm becoming and what I'm standing for and what I won't stand for, as opposed to in this people pleasing stage, which I still feel like I'm in, I'm coming off the end of it because I feel like I'm aware that I could people please, but I'm still at the point where I'll, that's not a deal breaker. Right. So, um, example, um, I will RSVP for something and say, I want to be there. And then the day of, I'm like, man, I really don't want to go. But then feeling like, oh, I have to go, you know, like I have to go because like they've made reservations or, you know, it's already planned and I don't want to let this person down. So I'm going to go even though I don't want to go. That definitely still happens. Right. Um, but I'm aware 
And in the moment, I was like, man, I really am like still going to this or whatever. Whereas before I would just do it and get overwhelmed and not really know why I'm overwhelmed and things like that. Um, so I'm very aware I'm coming out of it. Um, but it's still something that I'm working on. Right. So learning what my limits and my boundaries are, you know, um, with, you know, people pleasing um, as well. Um, people that are around me. Um, I definitely had a issue with letting people back around me. So we would get into, you know, an argument or whatever the case may be. And then we would kind of go ghost for a few months and then come back and just act like it never happened. And to me personally, um, I think that was, I've always wanted to be liked or be um, accepted. And I think most people feel like that, right? But like, okay, well, like, you know, I've, I've had this, you know, relationship or I've had this friendship with them for X amount of years. So like, this is just life and this is just what it is. But um, sometimes people are not for you. And like I mentioned, the seasons and the reasons and um, that you have with people, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's different, right? Um, something that my husband said to me because I I was I was really struggling with this is that you know hey I've been friends with this person I will go all out like I've been I've literally went on trips and and you know we can't you know as an adult and people are supposed to be paying for their stuff and I'm paying for somebody's trip basically not like to get them there but like while they're there right food and all that kind of stuff right and then those same people that I was doing that for they wouldn't do that for me. Right. And it's it's not it's not to say I'm expecting something in return because you never want to do something and expect something in return. But you just want reciprocation. Right. You just want to know that, like, if, hey, if I was in that situation, you would do that for me. And or, um, you know, people being in my wedding. Right. And, you know, you get married and this is a special day. And, you know, I have my bridesmaids and these are people that, you know, I'm thinking these are lifelong people that I'm going to be around. And some of them are not. And what's really sad is that um, in that, what's what's so sad about it is that like where you hold that value with people and or, or those people are valuable to you, sometimes you're not always valuable to them. And that's, that's what my husband kind of had to let me know. Like, Lacey, there are things that you value and people that you value, and that's great. But those people don't value you in that same way. And it was like, it was one of those like little stings, like you know, like a little burn, but it was like, man, that's so real. It's unfortunate, but it's like, you know, being me doesn't require for me to sit up here and be overly nice and people please for people to be around me. Like genuinely, um, do I have an attitude? Right. Absolutely. I still have an attitude, right? That's something I, I think I was born with an attitude. Am I going to speak my mind? Absolutely. Am I probably going to say something that may not be the right thing to say? Absolutely. Right. But at the core of that, you know, I believe in doing right by people. I believe in helping when you can. I believe in, you know, seeing the best in people. And I believe in, you know, being there for people. Right. And so with that being said, it's like this people pleasing and this like doing way too much is like, I'm aware of it. And I'm like, okay, this isn't it. Right. So that's kind of like that example of the caterpillar becoming the butterfly and like realizing like, okay, 
I'm coming through this change and things like that. And and these are things that are going to change in my life. Like I'm not going to be um, for people and be everything for people when they can't be anything for me. And again, it's not about this is what I expect from you because I know some people will say, well, you don't, you shouldn't do things for people if you expect, if you expect something in return, but it's about reciprocation, right? It's about, Hey, like I got you, like you got me type of thing. And that's, that's what it's about, right? Um, it's about, you know, being the best you can be. We're not perfect, you know, but it's, it's about being what you can be for other people and looking out and being a genuinely good person, right? And what, what does that look like, right? That looks to me, looking out for people, helping people when you can, right? Um, and being, and, and doing, doing right, putting some good in the world, right? Being positive and things like that. I, I believe that's what that looks like. Um, I also believe as you are going through all these different phases in your life, right? Because different situations change and, and things like that. You really, really have to be okay with being you, right? And like I said before, I think I'm finally at that place where I could be lacy and what that look what that looks like and being true to what is important to me and being okay with that, right? That may not be for everybody, Um that may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it works for me, right? So my my main preface of this episode is to whatever your situation looks like, be you in that moment. Be true to who you are. You don't have to change who you are to be around people, right? And please get those seasonal people away from you. Like, please. Because it's it's like snakes that you see. I've heard this too. You know, when you see a snake and stuff like that, they're not going to automatically bite you, right? They kind of slither around and they'll kind of be around you before they actually like bite you. And that's how people are, right? So be you, be true, get seasonal people away from you and keep evolving, keep learning, keep um, being aware, right? Keep changing, keep, you know, being, being open to change and being open to make things right right? But don't stand for the foolishness, right? So going into can you relate, right? So I just pay our taxes. So taxes from our house, right? So um, I'm a homeowner. And if you're not aware, which is fine, like homeownership isn't for everybody. I bought my home almost 10 years ago at this point. So it's nothing in this climate at all. But Um, when you buy a home, you finance it, right? You put a down payment, you get an interest rate and you pay on it for however many years you choose to within your loan. And then usually they put your, um, they take additional money and put in what they call escrow, which is like an account that will pay your annual taxes within your um, area, which is like your, um, your independent school district, you have to pay them, whoever you're within that district. And then you also pay your um, county appraisal office, right? Um, And you pay that, which is called consolidated um, taxes, right? So I had an issue where I was in escrow for years and years and years. They did what they call escrow analysis, which is every year, your payment, unless you get like a balloon payment, meaning that your interest rate changes within some part of your loan. But your payment, which is principal and interest, should not change. Or principal, yeah, principal and interest should not change, right? Because you have a 
set interest rate and then you have the the amount that you financed. But then that escrow takes care of taxes, right? And insurance, right? So your homeowner's insurance, if you have flood insurance and wherever else you live. So got this annual um, escrow analysis and they were like, hey, your mortgage is going to be going up $1,000. Yeah, right. Um, who's paying that, right? So get into researching because I'm a nosy person by nature. I need to know all the answers and the hows and the whys and the whos and everything like that. So they have paid two separate insurance policies on my house. And I, had, I was like, why would I have two insurances? Like, that doesn't even make sense. So you know what, buddy? Take it out of escrow. So now we're responsible for the escrow. So still taking out the total amount of what it would have been. But putting that money back and then at the end of the year, paying the taxes and then paying the insurance or whatever. So I just paid my taxes yesterday because it was due um, at the end of of uh, the end of the month. So I just paid it. And is any can anyone else relate about like, why do we pay taxes? Like, please educate me. Where does this money go to? What, where is it for? Because like I in my district of and my kids don't even go to the district that we live in, by the way. So I haven't been seeing no like new buildings. I haven't been seeing like where does this money go to? Right at the at the appraisal district, all they're telling you is that, hey, the next year, like your house now is worth more money. But girl, I ain't did nothing to it. Where's this money going? Can people relate? When you pay taxes, and I'm talking about your taxes on your house, right? Where does this money go? Matter of fact, where does the money go? Where does it go? Even when you pay personal taxes on your, where does the money go? Like, when you put, put money into church, like, you know that it goes into a, you know, a benevolent fund, right? Did I say that right? Been below okay. Y'all tell me how to say below. I don't know how to say it in that fund that it could go somewhere where, like, if you have people come up to the church and they say, Hey, I want to, um, I need some money, I wasn't able to make my stuff or whatever, like that, right? Where does this money go? Can y'all relate? Because why? I just, I cannot, like, that's it. Like, where are we, where are we at? Like, where? I had a bachelorette party um, where I lived, and then uh, my husband had a bachelor party, again, where we lived, and then we went down a few days before I got married. We ended up having kind of like a dual bachelor, bachelorette party or whatever at this little like lounge uh, back home. And um, so we, ha we have it, like, because again, my you know, wedding party was split, half of my husband's family, kind of half of my family type of thing, so we're kind of getting to celebrate with both families, right? So with that being said, we go out to this little lounge or whatever like that, and we're drinking and things like that. Now, y'all got to keep in mind, Lacey was 25 at the time. I'm 36 now. So we're going out. We're having fun. At that time, I my drink of choice was Patron. Love me some Patron. So it's the night before my wedding, and everybody's like, yeah, Lacey, like, we're going to throw you some shots or whatever like that. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't have way too many shots. Who, I mean, who knows at this point how many that I had. And um, this is the night before my wedding. So we all having fun, you know, drinking and, you know, oh, we, you know, I see, you know, finna get married. Da, 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 da. So I'm just putting back these drinks or whatever like that. It gets to the end of the night and homegirl cannot even walk out of 
the establishment, right? Two of my bridesmaids had to carry me. I decide that I need to fall and I fall into some freshly cut grass, right? It kind of has like the dew on it. It was still kind of wet or whatever like that outside. I did get married in December and I fell a face uh, first in the grass. I get up, they get me up, they get me in the back of my car because I drove there. So they're driving, you know, they're driving me back to my parents' house. And um, I got in that car and my eye has swollen up. Like, it looked like that episode of Martin when he got beat up in the ring. Like, that's how bad my eye was, right? Again, I'm still drunk. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It's no problem. I get, they take me back home. I'm drunk. I had never been a drunk in front of my parents before, but I kind of like straightened up because when I got home, I saw my dad and I was like, oh, okay, well, let me kind of get it together. So I wake up the next morning of my wedding and my eye still looks like I got hit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who told us to go out the night before we got married? Why did I drink that much? Why did I fall in the grass? Like all this thing, like I'm panicking, right? I got my makeup artist coming to do my bridesmaids makeup. I got all this stuff coming up, right? Y'all, they did my makeup and the eye still is swollen because this is early in the morning. I woke up, my wedding, I think was like at seven o'clock at night, five o'clock at night, whatever it was. And my eye is swollen. Like it looks really bad. And I'm like trying to like pump myself up, like, yeah, it's it's all right, it's okay. No, it's not okay, it's not all right, it's not appropriate, it doesn't look right. And so we finally, uh, one of my bridesmaids actually was like, nah, it don't look right. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I just wanted you to lie to me, right? So I get to the wedding, I still looking bad. Everybody, oh, it's okay. So they open up the doors, they see me. I see you. I just start crying. And I'm crying. Like, probably everybody thought, like, oh, I'm so emotional. This is, like, a big thing. No, I was crying because my eye looks messed up. And this man going to see me and be like, who is this ragamuffin? And we not getting married. So, walked down the aisle. We ended up doing a unity sand. So, while we're doing unity sand, we kind of, like, gently talking because they got some music playing in the background. I was like, you see my eye? He's like, what? I was like, my eye's messed up. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, whatever. Like, I guess trying to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal. Y'all, on top of this... I got my wedding pictures and it was like someone that my mom had knew and the pictures, like I looked so bad. The pictures were so bad. I looked bad. It was a mess. So thank God I was able to, 10 years later, we redid our wedding pictures. But why? Why did I decide to go out? Who let me go out? Why did y'all let me drink that much? Why did I fall on the grass? Why didn't we postpone the wedding at this point? Because my pictures came out bad. Like, this is the type of things that we need to know. The lesson is, do not go out and get drunk the night before your wedding. Do that two or three weeks beforehand. Don't do that. Get rest. Put some little, you know, some little gold patches underneath your eyes to get the bags and the puffiness down. Relax the night before your wedding because you don't want to be like me. Don't be lacy. Don't get that drunk before your wedding. Y'all, this wraps up our episode. We'll be back next week for another episode of The Dotted Line.